0: Hey, this is Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Living Redefined Podcast. This is a place where we discuss modern-day topics and attack them with biblical truths. The goal that we have is just to make daily decisions based on morality and integrity. I want to help you move forward in your faith, and I hope that today helps you do that. Enjoy the message. Hey, welcome back to part two of I Was Made For What. I was made for what. I'm so glad that you are here taking part of your day, part of your week somewhere you're taking time to engage and so that means more than you know especially if you're coming with a notepad and a bible ready to engage and, and take some notes build your faith move forward i hope this message helps you I hope it inspires you and uh we want to move forward together and so let's go Going with what you have last week we talked about going with who you have going with who you have and the whole context prince, the premise behind this is the, the great commission says that we were made to go to go into the world to make it better to build people and 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 Jesus said, hey, do this in my name. Do the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And as we talked about going with who you have, I just want to confirm that. I want to, I want to talk about once you believe, once God has your heart, once he has, it's, it's believe and receive, right? There's, it's a two-part thing. I want to share John 1.12 with you. It says, whoever has received him, he has given them the right to become children of God. And that right, the right is given to those who believe, Those who believe and right in Greek means authority or power, which is a big deal. Now, just to clarify, Jesus has authority and all power to forgive, to redeem, to heal and to set free. The truth sets you free. Right. And so then all power means he can do whatever he wants and pleases whenever he wants. And none of that power really helps you unless you receive him, unless you believe and receive. Jesus cannot do what God intended him to do. Unless you are willing to open your heart and your hands to receive and believe. And so then when you receive God's perfect gift to you, Jesus Christ, that then releases him to go and work inside of you and be who God intended him to be through you. That's the presence of God. That's going with who you have, who you have. If you missed last week's message, I want you to go back. It's the foundation of this little mini series that we're in. And and the reality is without Jesus, you cannot be productive in your spiritual life. You need Jesus to go anywhere. You're not gonna do what you're capable of doing or be who you're capable of being without Jesus. So you must go with who you have. And it's, not, it's more than just salvation, it's giving God your heart. So make sure that you catch that. Before we transition, I wanna take a moment to thank all of those of you who partner with us financially, it's a big deal. You're helping so much ministry happen right here. More than you know, 29 salvations in the last 11 weeks. That's a really, really big deal. And so we are thankful for that. Thankful to be able to spread the word, share the gospel, make sure it goes forward. Our giving scripture this month is Luke 6, 38. It says, Given it will be given to you, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap for the measure that you give with it will be given back to you. When you give, great, you're given back greater. This is a biblical principle. This is a biblical promise. This is a promise to you from the Lord. When you give, it will be given back greater. And so then if you're giving today, thank you so much. Um, You can find instruction for that uh, on the Internet, on the World Web, on our website. And so thanks uh, again for being our partner. Let me pray over you, your giving in today's message, and we will jump in. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity, Lord, to come before you today in the name of Jesus, Lord, with open hands and open hearts, Lord. I ask you that you would help us to be willing to receive so that we can grow. Help us to get real before you so we can get better in our lives and our spiritual life today. Thank you for all the fruit that's going to happen because we come and take time to gather today. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you're joining me online for the very first time, thank you so much. We have people from Florida to Washington and everywhere in between, including a couple of countries uh, engaging in this message today. And so thank you so much for being here. All right, let's jump in. I'm going to cover and talk about going with what you have, and that is your gifting. Big difference between gifting and talent. We're going to talk about that to start. And so we're going to answer these questions. How does the perfect gift of Jesus come to life in you? How does the perfect gift of Jesus, God's perfect gift to you, come to life in you? One. Two, how does receiving and believing Jesus, how does going with who you have, help you to be productive? And that's two-part. Not just for your sake, but for heaven's sake, we're really talking about heaven's sake. We were made for what? And, and I would say in, all of those, in both those questions with that two-part thing, I'm glad you asked. I'm so glad that you asked. And so as we jump in, you need to know the gift of God is really threefold. God gave you Jesus. Jesus gives you grace, right? That's that love that you're covered, redemption, right? And his spirit allows you to walk in your gifting, which is what he formed in you. Before the foundations of the world, before you were born, he numbered the hairs on your head. He said, you're formed in the womb. He gave that gift to you. Now, the Bible tells us that every believer is gifted. But finding and using your gifting can be difficult. It can be tough, period. Especially if you only see it as a talent and not a gift, right? And what's good is what God gave you not only makes you unique, but it makes you effective. You become productive in the big scheme of things, in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom, And so God's gifting and you lead you to your purpose and it leads you to production. Last week, we talked about God's presence in your life. This week, we're talking about God's production, what, what you have in you and what it produces when we do it together. And so then production, if you're a believer, what you need to understand today is if you're a believer, you are gifted. If you'd call yourself a Christian, if you believe in Jesus, you receive Jesus and you would say, yes, I, I believe the Bible's the truth. You're gifted. God has gifted you. And if you believe in Jesus, then you have what you need to accomplish why he put you here. God put you here. He gave you a son. He he covered you with his blood. You have grace. You've been redeemed. And this allows you to walk in your gifting. So what we also need to understand is God doesn't waste anything. And so he wouldn't give you a gift that you don't need. He wouldn't give you a gift that you're not going to use on the same, uh, at the same time or in the same breath, what he's gifted you with, he expects you to use. And Ephesians 4 is where we're going to be at today. In Ephesians 4, this is Paul encouraging the church and who God's called us to be. And he's doing this, and he's believing and and speaking with heart and compassion, conviction, and, and, and essentially expecting us to be in one spirit, in unity together. And that's a common calling for all of us, right? Regardless of our rank or our ability, our focus should be on one common Lord, Jesus Christ, and one common cause, the kingdom. And so that's how, that's the preface for Ephesians chapter four. And so let's jump into verse number four. Here's what it says. If you're in Ephesians with me, I hope you have your highlighter ready to go. It says, there's one body of believers, one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when called to salvation, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of us all. There's one God and father of us all who is sovereign overall and working through all and living in all that's God's spirit with that spirit comes the gift he gave you now before we jump into your gifting and how we go with what you have how you go with what you have we need to shine a light on the fact that everybody is born with talent we all have we're all born with talents okay and all people have varying ability and talents that can benefit mankind the human race okay But you don't have to be a believer to be talented. Everybody has talent. Everybody has talent. And what you need to know is there are a ton of non-believers who are talented and who are moving the ball down the field for planet Earth and culture. Okay? Mankind's agenda. But you don't have to be a believer to be talented. You just have to be human. So then a gift and talent is very different. Your talent really comes to life and becomes a gift when you receive Jesus. Talents don't translate to kingdom impact. Gifts do. Gifts do. And a gift in the Bible is an ability given by God to believers that is specifically designed to service His people for the expansion of His kingdom. A spiritual gift. At the root of your gift, it's called a spiritual gift because that is where you get it. You get it from God's Spirit. When you believe and receive, you not only get salvation and redemption to the Father... But you get God's spirit too. And with God's spirit comes that gifting. And now your talent, that gift can come to life. Your gift is given to you by the spirit and it's used by the spirit to accomplish God's spiritual purpose on earth. I should say that again. Your gift is given to you by the spirit and it's used by the spirit to accomplish God's spiritual purposes on earth. So then you see why his presence in you is so important because it leads to your production. It's your gifting. Now, the reality in this is if you're not in tune with the spirit, then it may be unclear what gift you have, if you have a gift, or if, you sh- or if you're gifted, period, at all, right? Or, on the other hand, you might know that you're gifted, but you aren't using your gift spiritually. You would still say, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just talented over here. I'm just talented in this area, right? And the unique thing about knowing your gifting, but not using it spiritually, is there's no power in it when you only use it as a talent and not a gift. Because it wasn't given to you to do earthly things. It was given to you to accomplish heavenly things. This is the difference between talent and gifting, really. Right? And so then, the gift that was given to you by the Spirit is used by the Spirit to accomplish God's spiritual purposes on earth. And so this happens, and, and when, you, when you get confused between your gifting and your talent, right, you get confused because there's an enemy out there that, that kind of roams around like a roaring lion is what the Bible says, and he doesn't want you to use your gift for heavenly things. And he doesn't want you to do that because that puts him at a disadvantage, and he doesn't like to lose. And so if he can just get you to use your talent to do earthly things and not impact heaven or the kingdom, he's totally fine with that. Okay, so before we before we believe we can see the gifting in us, we need to know we need to know the gifting in us and we need to recognize it. We must recognize it. Once we believe that's when that gifting really comes into life. Right. And it can be used to build the kingdom on earth, the kingdom of God on earth. And So then your gift builds the kingdom, your talent builds the earth. What's funny is we take classes and we go to seminars and we get our masters and we're doctorates and we listen to podcasts and we build careers based on our talent. And we do that because we like money. And it's okay to get paid for what you're gifted in. That's totally fine. It's totally fine. But we don't use it as gifting. We say, okay, I like this. I'm good at this. I should go do this. And we spend all this money and time on doing that. And what I hope you see today is that talents... And the talents that we claim to have and that we pour into and the talents that we build become gifts when we believe, meaning we can take what God gave us and use it to make a spiritual impact and to build heaven, not just make money. And so then talents disconnected from God are strictly used for physical impact. But when we believe, we gain a responsibility to use them spiritually. Talents disconnected from God are strictly used for physical impact impact, but when we believe, we gain a responsibility to use them spiritually, They're spiritual gifts. Now sometimes your talent, when turned into a gift, can become profit. For example, I get a paycheck for being a pastor because I believe that God put me here to build people. My talent was coaching kids. I coached kids, loved coaching kids. And when I realized what God put inside me, when when I actually came to life spiritually, when I stopped checking boxes and and going through the rigorous, you know, monotonous religious routines, when I actually started developing my relationship with God, God turned this light on inside of me and showed me, man, you can do this on a much bigger scale, and it can have kingdom impact, right? And so then sometimes your talent, when turned to a gift, can be, Come a prophet, and they can't bring profit, right? Now, what we may see as talent, God sees as a gifting, and he wants us to use our gifts to build the kingdom, build the kingdom instead of our kingdom. He wants you to use your gift to build the kingdom, not your kingdom, right? And that's the physical, spiritual difference between talents and gifts. Talents build our kingdom. Gifts build the kingdom. Now, when we believe but choose to operate in our talents instead of with our gifts, that's when we feel that constant pull for more, right? And we expect more of a worldly return when we use our talents, and that's, and that's okay, but that's when you're not using your talents for spiritual impact and only worldly impact, that's what you're going to feel. Gifting doesn't always make you more money, but it does make a greater impact, You can take any pro athlete you want. Tim Tebow is popular for this, but I'll use um, Derek Carr, the quarterback for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders now. He takes every opportunity he can, and I, I don't know this man's character, but I do know that he professes Jesus Christ every opportunity he gets. He's taken the platform and the talent he has, and he's turning it into a gift to share Jesus with others. Tim Tebow does this really well. Tim T was expensive to get, by the way, if you ever hire him to come speak, which we've done in the past. And so, taking your talent and using it as a gift, seeing it as a gift to share the gospel, that's spiritual impact. So, when you don't see your talents as a gift, you'll never tie any spirituality to it. When you don't see your talent as a gift, you won't tie spirituality to it, so then it won't make a spiritual impact. You know, I keep doing this, but, but it's disconnected from your heart, and you don't believe that it's a gift from God, you believe it's a talent that you have, so you keep working to build it, as opposed to just flow in it and let the Spirit do what the Spirit of God wants to do. And so then when you get to heaven, you stand before God and He says, hey, what did you do all that that you call talent, that I call gift, what did you do with that? And you have to answer for that, and I could pretend to have so many different lines and stories and, and comebacks for that, but let's just save time and say, God's going to ask you what you do with the gift He gave you, and you're going to have to give a report for that, right? And so then... When your gift is used to serve the kingdom, you'll see spiritual fruit. When your gifting is used for spiritual impact, you'll see spiritual fruit. What do I mean? Your spiritual DNA is coated with your gifting. That means God put this in you from the beginning of time. It doesn't come later. Remember, you, you don't get more of God. He gets more of you. God created you with it. And he's just waiting on you to decide to use it. And he really wants to see if you use it for something greater than yourself. Will you use this gift for something greater than yourself? Remember, you're not gifted in something that you don't like, and you're not gifted in something that you're not good at, nor are you gifted in something that you have no ability to do. And so if you you feel like, well, I'm gifted in this area, that's not it, that's not it. Remember, you're not gifted in something that you're not good at. Know that God wants to use everything you have, everywhere you are, to produce something beautiful Here on earth. Let's continue in Ephesians. We're still chapter four. This is verse seven and eight. It says this. Yet grace, which is God's undeserved favor, was given to each one of us, not indiscriminately, but in different ways in proportion to the measure of Christ's rich and abundant gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and he bestowed gifts on men, on mankind. That's you and me. You are gifted. And we are gifted collectively. Verse 11, I'm going to skip over a few. Verse 11 says, and his gifts to the church were varied. The church being the body, us, were varied. And he himself appointed some as apostles. By the way, verse 11 is, is a picture of what leadership in the church looks like. Uh, some as apostles, which are special messengers or representatives. Don't get lost in the, in the church you were. There's the, there's the uh, example. Some as prophets who speak a new message from God to the people. Some as evangelists who spread the good news of salvation. And some as pastors and teachers to shepherd, guide, and instruct. Lucky me. That's what I get to do. I love it. I love it. By the way, I'm never going to treat you as an elementary child. I think the expectation of the church has dropped down so low. We have people tripping tripping to find salvation as opposed to reaching to something greater. God's called you to something greater. He's gifted you for more. Okay? And so then verse 12, this is how we are to empower the church right here. And he did this to fully equip and perfect the saints, the saints. Those are God's people. What are God's people? Believers, believers for works of service. If you're highlighting, you highlight service to build up the body of Christ, which is the church, which is the body, which is us until we all reach oneness in the faith and the knowledge of the son of God, growing spiritually. To become a mature believer, reaching to the measure of the fullness of Christ, manifesting his spiritual completeness and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity together. Together, that's how we build the kingdom. That's how we make spiritual impact. So then what you see in verse 12 and 13 is gifts are to empower the church. Gifts are given to you to empower the church to go and be. The church's job then is to invade the communities that we live in on Jesus' behalf. We go and we go in the name of Jesus, right? And so then the church's job is to invade the communities. Your job is to go and invade where you live with the influence of Jesus. Gifts are to empower the church. Your gift is most powerful when it is used to empower the people of God not to make money. A gift can make you money. That's okay. But when your gift is only used to make money, that's all it is. It's a talent that you're using to make money. Gifting has spiritual impact your gift is to equip the saints for service so we can make a spiritual kingdom impact so so the reality must set in on set in for all of us and we must understand that god didn't save us to sit he saved us to serve so we could be one in him and be part of bringing god's kingdom to earth period so it's easier to hear all of this and think great it's really easy to hear this and say, Great, God has a job for me to do. That's all I need is one more thing to do. That's not, what God, that's not why God gifted you. God did not gift you for a job. He placed a gift inside of you to give you responsibility in the greatest cause on the face of the earth, which is building the church. That responsibility is two part internally to the church for the building up of the body, and externally to the world to use your gift to go where he's placed you and make an impact where you are. So then what happens when you do this is your gift turns into your ministry. What? Now, Dusty, I don't, I'm, I'm not ministry, not that type of ministry, not professional church ministry, but ministry as in what God has gifted you and called you to do. That means your gift is being used for a spiritual impact It's being done to bring others to Jesus, that type of ministry. So being a believer, being gifted means there's ministry in all of us. We all have ministry in us to some capacity and some degree. We have all been equipped for ministry, maybe different levels, but all for spiritual impact, all for spiritual impact, all to do something greater than we can do ourselves, right? And so so then if it's not ministry in the church, and if it's not a ministry where you live, it's simply a job that you do for money. Okay, And that's okay if that's all you ever want to do, but God's called you to more. Now, once we believe we have a responsibility to build the body, we build with our gifting, not our talent. We build with our gifting, not our job, not our title, not a responsibility. We build with our gifting. God's called you to be. He calls you into existence to be. Then you have the choice to believe once you believe You become a follower. Once you become, you build. We all build together. So the reason we build is because God is trying to get his whole family somewhere. God wants all of us somewhere. What do you mean? The entire human race. God wants the human race in heaven. Yes, that includes you and me. Not just you, all of us. God wants his whole family somewhere. So our responsibility in the body is to use our gifting, which are all different, But we want to use those giftings for the same cause until we reach oneness in our faith and reach fullness of Christ, of Christ's maturity, right? So Ephesians 4, 4 through 7, there's one body, one spirit, just as you were called to one hope, that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. This is why. One God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. God gave you a gift. You are gifted. And so God has each of us here in the body of Christ, in his will, for his purpose, for the common good of the kingdom, right? Not for the common good of the world. And each of us are here uniquely gifted according to what God has placed inside of each of us before we were born. He formed you and made you in the womb, so that it's not an agenda that we work or an opinion that we have, or a point of view, or a curriculum, or a podcast, it's a gift, it's a gift that God's gave you. It's a gift that God's placed inside of you. There's a whole chapter in the Bible that talks about gifting, and it says this. It says we all belong, no matter if you're a hand or a foot or an eye or an ear or a nose or, or an internal organ, all the same, all have great responsibility, all needed for our success. And it says if, the hand were, if, if we were all hands, then how would we walk? If we were all feet, how would we feel? If we were all noses, how would we smell? If we were all ears, how would we hear? How would we see? Every part of the body is important. If we were all the same part, we wouldn't be the body. We would be that part. And God's called you to more. And he says, your part's important to the body of Christ. He says, he's placed parts in the body, every one of them just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body, but one body. What does God say will be a result of us operating in our gift? If each of us individually operate on a gift and we do it collaboratively together, here's what he says happens. It's Ephesians 4, 14 through 16. He says this. We will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, verse 15, speaking the truth in love. Jesus is two things. He is truth. And he is love and the gifting that you are given by God is a love. It's a grace gift. That is love. He gave it to you because he loves you. Now, grace will get you in the door, but truth will set you free. The truth will change your life. So do you want to hear the truth? Do you want to live in the truth? That's a battle that you have to, that you have to come across, right? So that instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body, all of us, the mature body of him who is the head, that's Jesus, from him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part serves in his or her gifting or her purpose, his or her purpose. In this, we all go for the common good of people to have spiritual impact, to build the kingdom. Man, if you were here and I'd say, everybody say kingdom, right? And so we serve in our gifting first in the church. This is, a huge, this is a huge principle that we overlook sometimes. Is a lot of times they ah, don't do that, right? In the right context, in the right biblical and spiritual foundation, so that you can be grounded. You serve in the church first so we can build up the body, right? And then once we're rooted, we go into the world and we serve. Now, if we just take what we've been given and we go, there's a great chance, a great opportunity for us to be tripped up because there are evil people in the world, sinful people in the world, who have wrong theology, sinful theology, and they're just plain evil, and that can trip you up if you have no base, if you're not rooted, if you've not been built up, we must build up the body of believers so we can go and charge hell with water pistols, right? So here's the rough part. The rough part is in today's church, 10% of the people do 90% of the work, and that means the work doesn't get done very quickly, or it doesn't get done at all because people quit and leave because they're burnt out because all of us aren't using our gifting to serve and make a difference. Verse 16 says, From him the whole body will be joined and held together. We will build each other up. We will build each other up. One, that's what that means, held together. One, supporting, serving, growing, building because each part serves their purpose. Each part uses their gift for the common good. So then how the human body works together, I'm going to give you an example, tell myself a little bit. I put a freezer back here. Uh, a couple weeks ago, got on clearance, phenomenal deal, it was wrapped in plastic, it was one of those dented specials, okay, it was wrapped in plastic and I got all the plastic off and I realized there was some plastic on on the front door so I went to pull the plastic off the door, well when I pulled down on the plastic the door came open and just smacked me right in the face and it hit me right in the forehead and it about dropped me. Now in a split second, my body, here's how the body works together, my body my brain alerted every fiber of my being to say, hey, big boy's going down, okay? And it was bad. And at that moment, my knees bend, my hamstrings relax, my feet widen, and I squat. My brain tells my body to do this. It also tells me to put my left hand on my forehead and to feel it while I'm holding the door. So I'm squatting. Now my sense of humor still works, Because my kids hear the thud and they say, Dad, what happened? I chuckle and say, this door just about dropped me. All that happened like that. That's how the body is designed to work. That's how the church, the body of believers is designed to work. Every part doing its purpose, fulfilling, serving its purpose so we can be healthy, right? It's amazing what your brain will do. All that in a split second. This is how the churches operate. As one, all parts working together, right? Each gift being maximized to its capacity so it can grow. There's strength in the stretch. And as we grow, your gift gets stronger, and then you can take it out there. So the truth is this it's the rough part. It's tragic that many of us don't find our gifting, that we just sit in talent as opposed to go in gifting. And God didn't save you to sit. He saved you to serve. Serving in the local church is where you find true significance. Because when you use your gift to bring other people into the kingdom, to make a difference in somebody else's life, to help help somebody else make a decision to follow Jesus, that's called significance. There's nothing greater than that. There's nothing greater than that. When people find Jesus because you use what God gave you, that's it. It doesn't get any better. So here's the challenge to you, get plugged in. If you're watching online and you're not in Fort Conjure, you'd say, Dusty, man, I don't even know, get plugged in. There are things you can do from afar, but I would challenge you to get plugged into a local church. If you would say, I'm not ready for that, find a local initiative, find a local nonprofit that's doing good work and get plugged in there. You can sit and wonder what it is, or you can go, but you need to take a step and serve or you will struggle to find your gift. You must take a step and get plugged in and start serving so you can find that gifting. Because here's the deal, sitting still stagnates you. It keeps you, right? And when you're stagnant, you produce nothing but mosquitoes and that just frustrates everybody, right? Serving stirs you. We're called to stir one another to good works, right? When you serve, you find capacity and capability that you didn't even know you had. You didn't know you had and you find a fulfillment that you can't explain because it's really not fulfillment it is significance its significance and so sitting you can ask God to show you but that's not going to produce much but if you'll get plugged in if you'll get plugged in and start serving it won't take you long and the truth is this you already have an idea of what it is you just need to take a step And so you need to know that your gifting is broad, by the way. It's not this narrow pinpoint thing. The kingdom of heaven is broad. That means you have, uh, the kingdom of heaven really involves everything that's used to have dominion over the earth. So that's why your gift is so important. That's why it is, it is used to build the body. And that's why it can go in many different directions. Your gift is broad. And so when a body is working right, it's going to build itself up. When you're operating your gift and you're doing it inside of the church, we make a greater impact in our communities, in our world. And really, when your body's operating, right, it helps you from getting sick, right? We are at our best. We are at our best when each individual part functions properly. And when that happens, we grow. And the kingdom grows. And many people come to know Jesus. And that's why, that's why I'm challenging you today to get plugged in. Go, go, go. Here's your action steps. Pray about it, and then find it. Pray about it. Pray about serving, and then find it. Find your place to get plugged in. You're gifted for kingdom purpose. You're gifted for kingdom purpose, and when you receive Jesus, He is with you. You can go with what you have. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to share today in what you've called us to Lord, what you've given us. Help us to move forward and to go in that, in that. I love you for the fact that you've allowed me to share. Thank you for what you want to do on the face of this planet and for helping me to be a part. I ask people to help. I ask you to help people take steps forward in their faith today. Help them to be bold to make the decision they need to make, Lord, to go with what they have. Help them to be faithful, Lord, to follow through, to pray, and to ask you what you have for them. Help them to take a step to get plugged in into something that's life-giving, Lord, that's spiritually driven, purpose-driven, or to make kingdom impact so we can be- see more people follow you. I love you. I thank you for our time together today. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, if you would say, Dusty, I need to make a decision. I need to have a conversation. I need to pray a prayer. What you said today makes me want to have a relationship with God. I would love to hear from you. My email is dusty at dustyotis.com. Um, email me. Let me know. If there's a next step to be taken, I want to help you take it. If you need a Bible, I'm going to send it to you. If you want one of our books that that we send to people who are new believers, who actually pray the prayer for the first time, let me know. I'm going to resource you. I'm going to help you take your next steps spiritually so that you can have uh, the best year of your life starting today. So do not miss out on that. Today's message spoke to you. Just ask you to send it on. Share it. Somebody you know needs to hear it. Let them know. Paul said, woe to me if I don't. That's why we share. So I ask you to share the message. Make sure you like, follow, share, subscribe check us out on the web, anything and everything that you need to do to make sure we keep the kingdom cause going. I'm grateful for it. Now, I pray the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. I pray the perception of your mind may be enlightened so that you would know what His hope, His calling, and His purpose for you and the great things that He has in store for you. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. A huge thanks to those of you who support our ministry. You make what we get to do in Michigan, Oklahoma, Texas, and Colorado possible with those weekly outreaches to our hospital heroes and public servicemen and women. It's a big deal to get to do that and to support the people who are caring for our communities. So go ahead and click the link in the description to become a partner, or you can visit livefreedefined.com and click the giving link. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to like and subscribe share it with a friend. Thanks again for being here today. God bless you.